Hello and welcome to the Monroe Method Clancast. I am Jason Monroe and this is episode 27. I am very excited everyone because I have just come up with a new concept and I love coming up with new concepts. As a coach, as a coach, as a content creator as well, as someone who puts stuff out on Instagram, that's what we call ourselves apparently, content creators. There's something that I have not done very well over the years, and that thing is I am not good at repetition, or I wasn't good at repetition. You might disagree, maybe you think I repeat myself constantly, uh, but one of the biggest mistakes I've made in the past when it comes to like building Monroe and putting content out was saying things once and then not saying them again. So like, right, January the 1st, I am going to put out a post about calorie deficit and everyone that follows me is going to see this post and they're all just going to remember that and we'll not, we'll not talk about it again for 10 months. That's not how the world works. I saw someone, uh, there's a few businessy, like Instagram businessy people that I follow. I don't follow many people on Instagram, but there are a few that I follow and the, the kinda, one of the, the things I've taken away from their accounts is that to become known in your industry as the go-to person for something. So for me, it's helping people, specifically kind of yo-yo dieters break away from the yo-yo diet world, all the rest of it. To be known as the go-to person, you have to get good at repeating your message in a hundred different ways. And it's the same as a coach. As a coach, when I'm working with people inside the one-to-one group, you know, I'm checking in with people every fortnight and the same things come up, weight fluctuations, the scale's not moving, patience, impatience, so all that stuff. And it is it is repetitive, but that's a good thing because it shows what that person's sticking points are. If someone mentions something at five check-ins in a row, then it's obviously something that's at the forefront of their mind. And if it's something they think about a lot, it's also clearly something that's held them back in the past. So we'll do a lot of work on it. You know, and it's not a case of, you know, they come and check in and they say, oh, my weight's fluctuating. And I just go, oh, don't worry about it. And then we do the same thing in another fortnight. It's not like that at all. I am always looking for new and more creative ways to come at the same problem from countless different angles. So the point was, when I when I come up with these new concepts, when I come up with these analogies, I bloody love an analogy, but when I come up with these new concepts... I get very excited and I want to share them, which is why I've recorded it. I've, I've stopped everything I am doing to come and record this episode and talk about it. Here is a super common thing that happens, that I see happening to people. And it is when, when you first start a diet or when you first have the urge to start a diet, it, it's not just, you don't just wake up one day and go, ah, oh, do you know what, I'll just start a diet today. It doesn't work like that. There is something that happens, okay? In the industry, we call it pain. I bloody hate the term, but we, we talk about pain and pain points, right? So you, the customer, the client, the person, you are in some form of, of pain. Not, you've not, you don't have a sore big toe or a sore tummy. It's nothing like that. You are in some form of physical or and or mental discomfort as a result of something. So it might be your weight, right? You are unhappy because of your weight, because it is 
holding you back from doing things you want to do, or you think it is at least. Um, you're out of breath a lot, you're tired and fatigued quite a lot, you're, you're lacking energy, you're not sleeping great, you're struggling to keep up with the kids at soft play, things like that, right? And Or maybe it's, it's um, an aesthetic thing where you're unhappy with how you look, you're sick of trying all these clothes on and nothing fits and nothing looks good and you just hate all your clothes and you want to bin them all and start again. Um, you're getting to the end of family days out and you're sitting on the couch watching the TV, looking back through your photos and you're deleting them all because there is something that you don't like about your appearance, right? So it's never just, oh, I think I'll just lose some weight today. There is something that happens or there is something that's happening. Then you reach that point and you say, fuck this, enough is enough. I am going to change. Now, and that's great, right? So you, maybe you come and work with me, we do, we, we're in the one-to-one -one group, we're checking in, three, six months down the line, you've lost a significant amount of weight, you're starting to feel good, you're feeling happier, you've got more energy, you're sleeping better, da -da 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 -da, all, all the benefits that I hear from people day in, day out. But you're starting to get a little, what's the word I want to use? Complacent. You're getting a little bit complacent. You're getting a bit relaxed. You're getting quite comfortable. You're feeling happier. And this is what I'm going to talk about today because I've just had a client very recently, just a couple of weeks ago, who is in this exact, or was in this exact position. I might actually share her story through emails or something because she did come back to me like two weeks later and say, do you know what, after our chat last time, you made me realize this and I'll tell you all about it. So she has made a significant amount of progress, okay? And now things are starting to slow down. Now people think that their bodies start to slow down. That that all of a sudden the things that we're doing the, the the things that we're doing before successfully to lose weight just stop working, and it does not work like that at all. The reason your progress slows down is because you slow down. Your efforts slow down. Your accuracy slows down. Your focus, your motivation, these things all start to wane. So, like I I go through this quite a lot where. Someone will show me six months of tracking and they'll be losing, let's just make up a fictitious situation here where someone is tracking for six months, they're losing a pound a week, every single week. And then for the next six months, they show me the exact same tracking, but it's not leading to any progress. Now, it's, nothing has happened to their body that at the six month mark, everything just stopped working. What's actually happening is, yes, they're showing me the exact same tracking, but it's not accurate. It's not honest. Not that they're being dishonest, but they're probably being a bit relaxed with it, thinking that things won't add up, thinking that things won't matter, and they ultimately do. And this is why it happens, and this is what I want to get to today, and this is why this podcast is titled Push Goals and Pull Goals. That pain that I spoke about, that discomfort, that moment where you say, fuck this, and you want to lose weight, get fit, be fab at 40 or fit at 50 or whatever it is, sexy at 60 or 70, <laughs> just making these up, whatever you, whatever it is, um, you have that moment, right? And at that moment, your motivation, your focus, your drive, your determination, your passion, everything is at maximum. It is at peak level. 
And so you you find something. If you're fortunate enough, you find me. You throw you you take all of that you know that big ball of that explosive motivation and determination and drive that you have, and you throw it at my process, the way I do things, and you make phenomenal progress over three to six months. Now that's a great thing, but we get to the six month mark, and like this client that I just mentioned things are starting to slow down. Nothing's changed. You think nothing's changed. You think you're doing all the same things, but all of a sudden, that progress you were making isn't quite happening anymore. All that stuff that I spoke about at the beginning, those are your push goals, right? These are the things that you use to push you away, to push yourself away from that discomfort or that pain or whatever it was that you were in, okay? You were unhappy with how you looked, how you felt, your clothes, the way you were dressing, hiding in pictures, not being able to keep up with the kids, like all the stuff that was making you unhappy or getting you down. Those were the push goals. You wanted to push yourself away from those. And that's fine. But what happens when you do push yourself away from them? Because every week that passes, every fortnight, every month that passes, you get farther and farther away from your reasons for starting in the first place. And now you're you're not as unhappy. You're not as unfit. Your sleep's improved. Your energy levels are better. Your confidence is boosting. You're you're enjoying buying clothes again. You're fitting into smaller sizes. you're, You're enjoying trying on outfits and getting dressed for work in the weekends and whatever. Now, things are starting to feel a little less urgent, a little less important. And and this is why part two is important, right? Because here's a random analogy I came up with when I was thinking about this podcast, right? When, and it's because I've been listening to audiobooks about this space thing recently, but when a, when a rocket takes off to head into space, it needs enough fuel to burst its way through the atmosphere and get into orbit, right? So it has enough fuel to push it and get it up there. And once it gets up there, space takes over. Basically, the lack of gravity takes over. It doesn't need as much effort to push because the pull, we'll just call space the pull, the pull then takes over. And this is how it works with our goals and the the things that we are striving to achieve. The push goals, our reasons for getting started in the first place, carry us so far. But the farther we get from them, the less power they have. This is why people reach a point and then stop and start floundering in the middle. So if we think that you are trying to get from A to B, B is the the absolute goal version of yourself that you envisage, right? You are going to the gym three times a week, doing 10k steps a day, eating a balanced diet, getting to bed at a decent time, drinking plenty of fluids, absolutely fucking loving life. And then we have A, which might not have been the complete opposite, but you were pretty unhappy, right? So we're trying to get from A to B. Your push goal takes you to the middle. So you're halfway to B. But you're and you're far enough away from A that you're not as unhappy as you were, that you're not as uncomfortable as you were, that you're not as sad as you were, or whatever it is. 
you're starting to feel a little more comfortable. And that's why your efforts are starting to flag and your motivation's starting to slip and your focus is starting to disappear. It's not that you don't want to achieve these things. It's just that you harnessed your efforts, you harnessed your motivation and your focus to the things you were trying to move away from and not enough on the things you're trying to move closer to. And it's at this point, this midpoint, where in the same way that when the ship bursts through the atmosphere, the the absence of gravity in, in space takes over and pulls it, your pull goals need to pull you. So once your push goals run out of power, once they run out of fuel, once you are far enough away from all those things that were getting you down, you then need something to take over to pull you to where you want to be. And this is where the pull goals come into play. So it's it's important to know and understand what it is that you want to move away from. But you also have to know and understand what you are trying to move closer to. What are you trying to get to? Where do you want to be? Like that goal version that I just said. Do you want to be someone that gets to bed early, gets up early, seizes a day, preps all your stuff the night before, gets plenty of sleep, goes to the gym a few times a week, da-da-da-da-da, all this stuff. That's the absolute goal. And you have to, this is where having high value goals come into play. It's something we talk often about inside Clan Monroe where, you know, I'll have people join and it's like, they'll fill out the starting template. What do you want to achieve during your time here? And we get some insight into what's important to them. And if someone says to me, I want to lose weight, then we go back and do it again because that's a fucking terrible goal. My God, everyone wants to lose weight. People that need to lose weight want to lose weight. People that don't need to lose weight want to lose weight. Everybody wants to lose weight. doesn't matter where they are. And it is such a boring, shitty, crappy, uninspiring goal. What's your goal? Woohoo! Weight loss. That's not a goal. Weight loss is the thing that facilitates something else. What do you want to achieve? Well, I want to, like all those things I've just mentioned, I want to feel like this. I want to eat like this. I want to have more energy. I want to feel healthy. I want to whatever. Weight loss can, in many cases, help facilitate those things. It can help you sleep better. It can improve your circulation. It can improve your energy levels. It can make you want to move around more. As well as all the the health impact, the health implications that go along with having maintaining a healthy weight. So, it's not just important to know what it is that you want to move away from. You also have to know what it is you're moving closer to. I think one of the biggest thing, I think one of the biggest problems with this is that, especially with the people that I work with, they have dieted quite a lot. In many cases, they've dieted, in most cases, they've dieted for most of their adult life. And life then becomes a game of starting diets and hoping one sticks. So, They don't take the time to do the goal setting. They don't take the time to think about what it is they're actually striving to achieve. It just becomes about getting the scales to come down, fighting tooth and nail to do enough each day, each week to make the scales come down with little thought about the future. And I see that quite often where 
even like when people come to work with me, yes, they're motivated and excited to start something new, but there's still that little nagging voice on the shoulder that says this is just going to be one more waste of time, one more waste of money, one more weight loss attempt that you don't follow through on. But they do follow through on it and they do make great progress and they do lose quite a lot of weight. But again, they didn't, they've not done the, the work in the future. Every check-in that I do, and I say this quite often, when I am doing people's check-ins, my brain, when I am reading what that person is saying and the way that they're saying it, the language that they're using, my brain is two, five, ten years in the future. If they say something that's a bit of a red flag, I'll look at it, I'll analyse it, and I'll ask myself the question, if I don't touch on this, will this be something that supports them or hinders them five years down the line? Like if someone's using good and bad language, talking about good foods and bad foods, good days and bad days, is this something that I can leave alone? You know, are they using it in quite a negative way, in a derogatory way? Are they, are they being unkind to themselves? Are they speaking badly about the foods that they choose to eat? If they are, then, okay, this is something we need to unpack and work on. There are many times where people just use words because they don't know another word to use and we'll just do a little bit of correction and it's not a massive deal. But my mind is always in the future because what I'm all about is helping people once and hopefully never having to help them again. And you can only do that by taking a look at what someone is doing now and projecting it two, five, ten years down the line and asking if I, if this person does not work on this thing, will this support them in their goal of maintaining their weight or is it going to be something that will just take them back to the start again and we'll work on it? But like I say, but that's where my head's at. My head's in the future. People that I work with, their mind is the here and now. It's what I'm eating today, what the scales are saying tomorrow, and they don't think that much farther ahead than that. And it becomes very much about just trying to get through each day and do the things and remembering. You know, I had a conversation just yesterday with someone who said, I need to remember why I'm here. And I says, well, why are you here? Because I wanted to know what their whys were. I wanted to say them out loud. Well, I'm here to lose weight. I'm here. And it was all... It was all push goal stuff. I'm here to lose weight. I'm here to stop feeling like this. I'm here to, you know, and it was all, I'm, it was all, I'm here to move away from where I was. And part of that, you know, it helped me kind of develop this, this train of thought where it was like, that's all great, but that's all in the past. That's what you're moving away from. That's all going to run out at some point. You are going to reach a point where that stuff's a distant memory. And then what are you going to be left with? What's going to carry on? What's going to be your reason to keep going? That's your reason for going just now. That is going to run out. And if that's going to run out, you're going to run out of reasons. So you need to have more reasons in the distance, in the future, that will pull you, pull goals, that will pull you towards them and, and you will carry on. Because like this client that I mentioned, you know, just the other week, um, she knew herself, she, she said, her, the exact word she said was, I always do this, I always get to this point, I start to feel comfortable and then I stop doing the things. And we had a big chat about it. Th that was the other thing as well, she said that she was quite happy plodding along, so she was someone that was losing a consistent 
two to three pounds per fortnight and had been for like six months. But now she was putting in what, on paper at least, what looked like the same level of effort and she's now losing a pound a fortnight. And this is what I mean. Nothing, on paper it looked like nothing changed but it obviously has because the results have changed. And she admitted quite openly that this is always what happens. Things start to slow down. I start, you know, it's less urgent, all of this. And then we had a chat about, well, how far do you still feel you have to go? Maybe it is the time to stop. Maybe this is what you want to do. Maybe this is where you should be. Or do you want to go farther? Is there more you want to achieve? Are you at this, you know, are you at B? Are you at this goal version of yourself you picture? And no, she wasn't. She still had a way to go. And that's the thing. So when you reach this midpoint, it might take you six months to get from A to the midpoint. And once the power of those push goals run out, it might take you 12 to 18 months to get from the midpoint to B. If you don't have those all-important pull goals to drag you on and keep you going. And then we had a great chat. She checked in two weeks later. Everything was back to normal. She said... That chat that we had last check-in really helped me see that this isn't what always happens. What always happens is I stop. And this is what we spoke about, the whole push-goal thing. So we, when we chatted about it, we forgot all the push-goal stuff, right? We forgot all the stuff it was that she was trying to move away from. That's done with now. Because you, you'll just end up in this never-ending this never-ending cycle of going from A to the middle, back to A, back to the middle, back to A. So you're unhappy, all that crap that's making you feel like shit, and you manage to get far enough away from it to feel a little better, where you start to get relaxed and comfortable, and you just slip back into the same stuff, and you end up back in the same place. That's the cycle she's been trapped in until we had that chat. She is now in the second phase. She is now in the midpoint to be, which is new for her. She's now the lightest weight she has ever been in her adult life. Not because of any magic, not because of any secrets, not because of any special number of calories or anything like that. I mean, if there is a secret, the only secret is that she's chosen to keep going. Because that is the only th the difference between people that are successful and unsuccessful when it comes to weight loss, weight loss, is that successful people, if we call successful people being the ones that go all the way to the end point, successful people are just unsuccessful people that kept going. That's all it is. And that's all you need to do. Now, I know that sounds, that's quite a, stupid way of saying it because if it was as simple as that everyone would just do it sometimes it does take a conversation or a realization or someone to step in and say look this is where you're at I've seen this countless times before you are in a position now where you have a choice you can choose to be relaxed you can choose to plod along you can choose for it to take forever that's the other thing as well like diet fatigue is absolutely a thing and Think about it. Let's say that you are you are giving something 100% effort and you are losing £6 a month. That's great. Now, let's say you're doing the exact same things, but you're only putting 50% effort into them and you're losing £3 a month. In your head, 
you're still doing all the stuff, I'm still doing my steps, I'm still tracking, I'm still doing this. You think you're doing all the same stuff, but your effort level has changed. And because you're not getting the same results you were, you can start to become quite disenchanted with the process. You can start to want to sack it off. You start convincing yourself that it's not working. Maybe I'm just supposed to be this way. Maybe this is as far as my weight can go. Maybe this is just my happy weight. And it's not. It's all the stuff that I've just spent the last 25 minutes talking about. And I think a massive part of this is that people do not have enough pull. It's all about the push. It's all about getting away from where you were. Getting away from this. I mean, that's what human beings are like, full stop. The amount of books I've read recently. Indistractable by Nir Eyal. As humans, we do not like discomfort. I mean, that's why people fuck around on their phones so much. It's why they procrastinate. It's why they watch TV. It's why they do meaningless things instead of doing big, important things. Because big, important things are uncomfortable. They're scary. They're hard. They're tough. They cause stress. We like comfort. It's why people drink alcohol and eat snacks and curl up on the couch and scroll their phones and play a million games of Candy Crush. That's us moving away from discomfort. We love moving away from discomfort towards comfort. But when it comes to our weight, that just means getting comfortable enough. It does because he, that's the thing as well. Like there's a, a, a Tony Robbins quote. Um, the versions I've heard about heard have been butchered. I can't remember the exact quote, but it's along the lines of, "Only when the pain of change exceeds the pain of staying the same." Will people be motivated to take action? That's a very long-winded way of saying it. I'm going to Google it. I'll pause this and I'll Google it. Okay, his version is better. Change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. Basically means, and this is like the pain I was talking about in the beginning, the thing that gets you started. When staying the same becomes the less attractive option. So people want to change, but changing is hard. But when you are so uncomfortable, unhappy, everything else, where you are right now, the pain of change seems like the better path compared to staying the same, okay? So change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. But if we if we use my kind of pushing pull go things attached to that once the pain of staying the same starts to reduce then change starts to seem less attractive so once you move far away from that pain that got you started you now have a new comfort zone and continuing on to the end all the way to B now seems like the less attractive option so it's like yep I've come this far I'm quite comfortable where I am now. It would actually be quite hard work to keep going. And you're in the same situation again. And that's why people flit between A to the midpoint to A to the midpoint. Because the pain of change is what they are using to change themselves. But it only changes them just enough because they don't go farther. So if, to wrap this up, if you are trying to lose weight just now, if you are someone that I have described that 
that does this, that bounces from A to the midpoint and back again. Take the time to think about what it is that you want your life to look like. What do you want to achieve? Where do you want to go? How far do you want to go? There's there's another thing I talk about a lot with, with various clients is they'll lose a significant amount of weight. They, they will get to quite a healthy weight, but they keep going. And we'll, I'll have to kind of step in and say, look, let's let's set an end point here. What is it you're trying to achieve? What, at which point, what's going to be your stopping point? What has to happen for you to say, do you know what? That's enough time in a calorie deficit. I am ready to maintain my weight now. So it's not just that you need to know what the end point's going to be so that you can keep going to get there. You also have to know when it's time to stop. And having a clear plan of, right, I am going to stop when, I don't know, I can do this or I can do that. It will be individualized for everyone. And everything has different meaning to everyone. But know what your end point is. Know how far you want to go. And have high value reasons for getting there. I can't stress this enough. They have to be things that you want in life, right? It's not just, oh, I want to see nine stone on the scale. That's disgustingly meaningless. You don't care about that. If you did, you'd have done it a long time ago. It has to be meaningful, high value stuff. I want to get to this point because I want to drastically reduce my risk of countless illness, illnesses and disease. I want to be able to run around and play with my kids, not just my kids, my grandkids. And if I'm even lucky, like my great, my granny is, she gets to play with her great grandkids. Think about the future. Think about the life you want to craft and create and live through. And create high value reasons that will pull you to the finish line, that will take over when the push goals start to run out. Push goals and pull goals. You need a good mix of both. Arguably, you need more pull goals than push goals because the push goals, those are the ones that will run out. And you need concrete, high-value pull goals to then drag you onto the finish line. Push goals will get you started. Pull goals will take you to the end. Now, I am going to, after my microphone drama last week, I am now basically a sound engineer because I watched a two-hour video on YouTube about post-production. That's what we call it in the sound engineering business. Post-production is where we edit it and make it sound great. I am going to do that just now. This has probably sounded much better than last and every future episode will sound even better. As ever, thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this, please do take a screenshot, post it on social media, tag me. Let me know that you're listening to these. Maybe even tap a little quote on it. Something that's stuck out. Let me know what's stuck in your head or what any light bulb moments that you've had. I know you have them because people listen to these and they, they you know, they'll listen, they'll come and work with me, they'll sign up and then they'll send me a message and say, I just listened to this episode. It's, I've decided I'm going to come and work with you, blah, blah, blah. If that's you, let me know love hearing from people. It's There's such a disconnect between... It's, it's not like social media where you post something then people comment it on like it and you have conversations. It's I record it, goes on wherever it goes and you listen to it and that's it. Anyway, until next time.